All right, we are live. Let's play some music to get started. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Women's Empowerment Series. These series are for women, inviting incredible female leaders from around the world, uh, from different places, different backgrounds. But they, what they have in common is really an inspiring story, uh, a drive to make an impact and a drive to make change. And I am so delighted and honored to have you, Alice Kingsnorth. Welcome, Alice. Thank you. thank you so much for inviting me. Honestly, I've been so excited to chat to you. So thank me you. Me too. And I'm so happy we're able to connect. You are in Peru today. Yeah. Oh, you live in Peru. Peru. Yes, I do. So I moved here in uh, beginning of March. Um, uh -huh. A whole new chapter for me, which is really how is it like to be in Peru? Um, very different to London. So um, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, Warm, I think like, probably warmer. Is it yeah, warmer? So warmer. They don't really have a winter here, so that's really nice. They don't have winter. Um, no. So you don't need to wear coat and like. Well, well I think if you if you see the locals, they think they're cold. For me, it's just quite mild. So whereas obviously in London, I'm used to like quite cold weather. Um, mm. So sometimes I'll just be in a jumper, and then they'll be like, "Are you not cold?" <laughs> um, so, but yeah, no, it's lovely. A lot more relaxed. Um, amazing food. Um, mm. Yeah, that's Love right. It. The culture is amazing. Very colorful, isn't it? Yes, yes, and they are known for yeah their food. I mean, I've traveled around the country and the country is you? so different. Um, Did you, so have you been to, what is it, Champichichu, the, the, on the top of the mountain? Machu Picchu. Yeah. Machu Picchu, yes. yes. Yeah, I've been there twice. Really? Um, How does it feel? Yeah. It's very spiritual. Yes, Strong it is. Energy, and it? It's just breathtaking. Um, the first time I went, it was extremely cloudy and so cloudy, actually, that we couldn't see anything. So we just, I just had to laugh because I was like, I've come all this way and I can't see anything. But the, but the experience to it. Yeah, exactly. It's very mystical. Um, yeah, it is just really incredible. So um, the clouds eventually passed and I did see. Um, oh. I went back again and it was very sunny. So, um, yeah, I would recommend visiting as well. That's amazing. So mm -hmm. tell us about you, Alice. What do you do? I mean, you're obviously in a digital, creating your digital company. So you can live anywhere in the world. And that's the beauty of it today which yes. is incredible yeah yeah so that's something I think I've always craved just kind of like that location freedom um freedom for me is one of my core values so um that's kind of I've, I'll kind of explain a bit how I ended up yes I want to hear that yeah so um I think for me coaching I didn't know it was a career or an industry um like so many people I think I, they don't really know what coaching is um, and from university, I was always fascinated about kind of why we do things. I studied criminology, which is pretty much why understanding why people commit crime. Um, you did. Where did you choose that? As a um, so I did, I did that. I did social policy and criminology at the LSE in London, um, and it was it was really interesting. But I kind of decided there are quite specific career paths to go after that. And I was like, well, I don't really want to be a police officer, a civil servant. Okay. Um, I just want to keep exploring why, you know, 
why we why we do things, why we think the way we think, um, and how that has an impact on our life. So I ended up going down the route of personal and professional development and working for companies that either specialize in that or within a team. Um, so actually, I was exposed to coaching and, and coaches very early on in my career, which I'm, I now look back and I'm very grateful for. Because yeah, you're lucky because we don't really get exposed to that if yeah. we are in different paths. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I worked alongside coaches for uh, or 10 years now. Um, and I recognize that I always, from that point on, I recognize the skill set. Um, and that it was something that I was quite natural at. So um, I love to listen. Um, I'm kind of the go-to person for advice or if someone's in a crisis, they'll call me up. Um, And so I just thought, oh, this sounds like a great career because it's something that I just love doing naturally. So Um, it just came out to you naturally. It's like you you were drawn into doing that. Yes. Um, So yeah, so I, I left... Um, I left my kind of full-time corporate job um, at the end of 2018 um, and I knew that I wanted to become a coach but I wasn't quite ready in terms of I still felt like I had a lot more to experience um, and you know I was just I didn't want to rush things Um, so part the part of the reason why I left my company um, my old company your job um, yeah was um because I was just I just felt like the whole freedom thing I did feel like I was hitting all the milestones of you know I want to become the manager and I became the manager of the team which was incredible um I uh, I wanted to save up and buy property um and I was just following all of the things that everyone else tells you to do like just very predictable very typical Yeah. yeah and I became the manager and it felt good for about five minutes. And then I was stressed and overwhelmed again. And I was just like, oh, I would. Were you stressed and overwhelmed by the job and the responsibility or because you wanted another goal again? Yeah, I think it was. I don't think it matters what the job was. I was putting so much pressure on myself. Yes. Really focusing on like, I need to work hard. I need to get this, achieve this milestone. Um, And I was ignoring all of the kind of, the signs that my body and my mind was telling me to slow down, stop, ask for help, um, put in some boundaries because I didn't have any boundaries. <laughs> I would just take on everything and any, anything for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I don't think it was. I loved what I did as a job, um, but ultimately I was suffering in that I was having um, a, a, like anxiety attacks I was um, recognizing that I was like suffering with my memory loss. Um, And I started to think that there was something wrong with me or my brain. Um, And I was experiencing obviously overwhelm, restless legs as well. Like the amount of tension was in my body and my legs. That was was stopping me from sleeping at night. Mm -hmm. Um, So many Mm -hmm. symptoms I was just outright ignoring thinking, well, this is just life. And so did you get that when you arrived to become the manager or was it the responsibility that made it worse? What do you think? um, I don't really think it was anything to do with kind of more responsibility because I would, doesn't matter what level I was I was always taking on more and more so I was always happy to help someone else in a different team I was always happy to go the extra mile um I think it was more me pushing myself Mm. um and yeah I was still doing the same amount of work and the same amount of kind of um 
kind of, yeah, the, the amount of stress was pretty much didn't change. Um, and again, when I, the, at, at some point, the kind of the scales tipped and I started yeah. thinking, I don't, I, I'm going to have a bit of a breakdown if I don't do something about this. Wow. And I was 27, I think. Yeah, that's very young um, to be able yeah, to realize. It's very young to be able to hear that calling because we at that age, you know, we get so busy in, you know, like running after the next goal that you don't even listen to the body. We just, yeah. we just go to the gym and we're just going to go. And, like, and you still push yourself at the gym. Yeah. Which is I want to say hello yeah. to people joining us. Hello, Nadia. Hello, Fadwa. Hello, Nibras. Hello, Zahra. So we have a lot of... Um, very nice to have you with us. Amazing. So, Hello. So I think, I mean, what you're saying is really describing everyone, every woman in the executive world. And I think even men, really. It's yeah. like. Yeah, I'd say this definitely applies to both. Um, it's not, yeah, kind of gender specific at all. No. Um, and it wasn't until I decided, well, this is the best opportunity. It was, it was the end of 2018. And obviously at that point, I didn't know that COVID was going to come in 2020. No one did. Yeah. So I thought, well, I want to travel the world more. Like I absolutely love travel. Um, and one thing I did recognize is every single time I took a holiday and traveled, I felt so much more myself. Um, so and I couldn't quite work out why at that point, um, because I did think like, well, it can't just be, I can't just travel for the rest of my life and, you know, not work. And, um, but actually what it was, was just listening, taking a break, um, having some fun. Um, so yes, yeah, so I decided to leave my job, which was really scary at the time because I like had a great salary. I had a place to rent in London. Um, and I didn't really have a future plan besides traveling for four months. Um, and I, I, I knew that I would be okay, but it's still, it's, it's scary. Kind of. It's scary. What do you mean? It's very scary. <laughs> so you just jumped in, you decided you're like, this is not the life you want and you're doing something else and you're going, where did you travel? Where did you go? What was the I calling? Around South America. So. Oh, and you ended up marrying someone from Peru. That's yeah. Well, like we did it's like your soulmate <laughs> was calling you somewhere. Exactly. Um, so come check out this side of the world. Um, and yeah, I think I did seven or eight countries in South America uh, with two friends. Um, and yeah, we just had the time of our life. It was amazing. But it actually took me a long time while traveling to get out of my... So what I now recognize that I was in was I was in survival mode. Um, and yes. I had been in survival mode for years. I just... Yes. It had been building and getting worse and worse. Mm. Um, so actually, while I was traveling, I was still struggling to eat and digest food um, I was still obviously going out and partying and drinking and which wasn't helping. So even though I had a lot of fun, I was still in that survival mode. And um, it's taken me up until today. So kind of four and a half years later to really recognize and shift so many kind of habits and mindsets and beliefs um, to get myself out of this survival mode. Um, to start with, taking care of yourself and of your body, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also I think what I didn't know at the time was when you're in survival mode, the non-essential kind of functions in your brain are naturally shut down because you need to focus on surviving. And as a result, no wonder you don't feel like yourself. Uh, no wonder your body's not healing because it's not sending any energy to heal. It's just fight or flight kind of mode. Um, yeah, no wonder I couldn't. I was very emotionally numb. Like I was not in touch with my emotions. 
Um, I think if you asked me how I was, I would just say, yeah, I'm great, I'm fine. Just because I wasn't really aware of what I had buried. Um, so it's taken me a couple of years to, once I've kind of stepped out of the fast pace kind of office life, um, and, and as a result, I went down the kind of entrepreneurial route, which again was a huge risk because I just decided to become an editor and a writer at the time based on the <laughs> skills that I had um, purely to make money online sure. um, so that I didn't have to go back into the survival mode, which I was so desperate to stay away but from. That, but this is interesting saying that. So when you left your job because you didn't like it anymore, was it so that you can have four months of travel and you go back and find another job? Or was it that you were going to become an entrepreneur? I think deep down I wanted the freedom. So I was... I think I was going to test it. And in my head, I was like, well, if it doesn't work, I'll just run straight back to a, yeah. this, a safety. You always have something as a backup to, to lean on. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually didn't have a backup because then COVID hit. So I, <gasps> I traveled, I ended up traveling for one year, um, which I was in COVID? No. So 2019, I traveled for okay. the whole of that year. Um, I used all of my savings. So everything that I'd been saving for a house or a flat, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to, I'm not bothered right now. I'd rather just live my life um, and just enjoy it. Um, and I'll deal with that later. <laughs> that's for um, sure. So yeah, yeah so I that's kind of- very bold. I think that's something that, you know, makes you so unique in being able to actually take the risk and just go and do it. Yeah. And then you came back to London. Yeah, so then I came back to London literally a month before lockdown, uh, so mid-February, and then by mid-March. I was actually looking for jobs online um, because at this point I was doing some kind of freelance work online, but it wasn't really earning me much. And I just moved back into London and agreed to six months of rent. Um, so I was like, right, now I need to find like a couple of thousand pounds now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and COVID happened and I was like, oh, I don't think anyone's really going to be thinking about hiring because everyone's thinking about saving and, and locking and about down. surviving this yeah. thing that no one understands. Yeah. Yeah. So then I just, and you know what, it gave me the motivation to do what I really wanted. So I think it gave me that like nudge to be like, no, you're going to follow the path that you know you really want. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful for that in a sense. Um, so yeah, I just literally set up a website myself. Um, I think it was about 150 pounds. I paid 13 pounds for the company's house, like sign up <laughs> my name yeah. and just started operating as a business. <laughs> Amazing. This is incredible. And you started operating as an editor or as a copywriter or what is it? Yeah. yeah so I was doing editing and writing. Um, and um, I mean, I was using my LinkedIn network, network, which was amazing because I guess I'd built this network over my career so far um and where I had worked so hard I guess people trusted that I am a you know a good worker of course and, you know I'm going to take things seriously so I'm really grateful that I had some clients already kind of say oh I'd love some help with this can you um write some nice. content for my website mm. um so actually I was just kind of using all the resources I already had to yeah. get that's really nice. And this is how you blossom into what you're doing today. I'm going to read what you have because I love it. The way you have expressed your mission, right? Um, my vision, a world where we all get to be, do and have what we truly desire so that we can leave a positive impact on earth for generations to come. I love that. How do you, there's a lot of sustainability in it and impact. 
can you yeah. tell us tell more about how you came about really focusing on that and looking at the biggest sphere and a bigger picture yeah so um my actual tagline for my coaching business is live the story you really want to tell and for me that's like if you have a big context for your life it helps you zoom out and kind of get out of your head a little bit and make those difficult decisions because do you really want to look back in 20 40 60 years and say oh, I wish I just was brave enough to leave that job that I wasn't enjoying or change career or go for that promotion or create something um so for me that was another thing at the back of my head of is this really is this the story that I really want to tell and it wasn't um and then as I've started following what I really want to do I've naturally started realizing that I can be I, I can be who I want I can do what I want as a result and I can have what I want um and the last four years have been complete you know proof for myself and then proof of concept for my clients yes, um, of course that you know if you're it's all about courage um and following what you really desire so um, you have a London friend here Hello. (laughs) So basically, you trusted your intuition. That's what you did, Alice. And we don't listen to our intuition often. And I think when something told you, let's travel the world, you just did that, right? Yeah. And I actually remember, I I remember feeling it in my body. So um, I remember writing an email to my director and just saying, like, you know, I was sad to leave the company and I just said, look, I actually am going to decide to just leave. And how am I noticing? I'm going to go traveling. Um, and I remember hitting send on that email. And I knew that was going to be quite, you know, upsetting for the team because I was quite integral to. The yeah. Kind of and important. You had a role that you played well. Um, yeah. And I just remember the relief that went through my body was I'll really? never forget it. It was so like, you're not scared. You're not like, what about if I regret? What about if I change my mind? No, 100% my body knew that it was the right decision. I just had to get my mind on board. Um, So for me, that was the confirmation that I was like, this is definitely the right decision. doesn't matter what happens next. Um, And I'd booked my ticket to Rio de Janeiro for New Year's Eve. Uh Um, So there was no going back. So I was like, well, I've got the flight. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, this is incredible because your story reminds me of, you know, my path is different, but... I was at the World Bank in Washington and I was around your age when you were traveling. And, you know, the beauty of working on development, it's everything is about traveling. So it was like embedded in the work. So it's like if you get bored and you are at the office and you just like too bored, there is a mission coming up. And the nice thing is because I was a young professional, so we we get to choose the, you know, the department that we can start with. And I want to I chose Latin America because I wanted to travel. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that was my first thing. But I found myself, I was 25 years old and I found myself in Brazil for five weeks. And I'm like, how can oh, you just yeah. send someone like that young, knowing nothing and traveling? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I think I've traveled since. So my first trip was when I was 17 and that was mm-hmm. through kind of a school organized trip. And I went to Borneo. And for me, that opened my eyes because we lived, we slept in hammocks in the jungle. We slept did on the you? floor. Oh my God. Yeah, we slept on the floor. Yeah, you in the pushed a little bit more than I did. No, I didn't <laughs> go that far. <laughs> so, so that was my first experience of kind of getting out of my comfort zone. Oh, um, uh, yeah. And then 
that kind of through uni all my friends were doing work experience in the summer and I just yeah. couldn't think of anything worse I was like I don't want to sit in an office I want to use my summers to um travel so I actually I got a maintenance loan from the government and then I got a job at my uni so I would use the loan to like bulk buy my flights and save okay, and then I'd use so my, that you can go oh. yeah I'd use my work here is you have a hello from we have Peru in the house yeah <laughs> that's my husband that's your husband hello Angelo so happy to have you you have the most delightful and beautiful wife and congratulations on everything that's so nice I oh. love that here's you have a nice comment here so a true reflection, kickstart, and optimism. Bravo for the values where I find myself. Courage, freedom, and going forward. And that's exactly what you're embodying. Um, yes. Alice, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, values is such a big part of my work and what I okay. help my clients kind of understand about themselves. So mm -hmm. um, tell us more I, so that we know more about your work. Yeah. Yeah. So the core values are kind of your inner guiding compass. Um, and I think so many people just don't even stop and ask themselves what their core values might be. Um, and what I've, what I've realized is that every decision you make, if you bring it back to your core values, that decision is so much easier because you're in line with what you really want. Mm -hmm. um, so again, I obviously freedom was a big one. Courage is another one of mine. Um, respect, that's something that I've always just carried um, in every kind of sense. When um, you talk about respect, is it respect for others or respect for yourself? It's both. It's so, both. yeah. So I think I've always had this natural, um, I mean, I'm not perfect and there's obviously times where I've had to learn, but I've always had more of a natural way of no matter what I'm being faced with, I kind of have this kind of self-control where I'm like, be respectful for myself, be respectful to the other person. Um, and I think it just kind of carries out through all my work. And words. I think you represent what it means, respect for yourself. Because the very fact that you were able to listen to yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to travel. And you respected yourself by taking the decision. And you, you said it. I mean, you said how you needed to work with your mind so that your mind would follow your body, right? Yeah. And that's what respect is, which yeah. we don't do often. Yeah. Yeah. And also a, another thing was boundaries. So I was, I've been building up my boundaries over the past few years, because that's another way of respecting your time, your space, um, getting other people to respect you because they need to know, you know, kind of where your boundaries stop. That's right. Um, yeah. And again, that's a, the word boundaries wasn't even in my kind of like vision at all until um, probably about two years ago. Um so again, it makes it's quite sounds quite obvious and it makes a lot of sense. But I think until this is kind of brought to your awareness, you don't realize like in in the office, I was just saying yes to absolutely everything. We um, don't all do. We always yeah. say yes and yes and yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just drown in work. Yeah. And then you start feeling everything in your that something is wrong. And what's wrong is just that you didn't put the boundaries. Yeah. You didn't have high standards so that people, you know, could respect yeah. that. Yeah. So and the standard is exactly respecting yourself. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's all connected. Yeah. And then my so, other value mm -hmm. is personal growth, which again. So let's just, have them again. So you said, uh, with, no, you said freedom, freedom courage, uh, courage, respect, respect, and personal growth. And personal growth. How is personal growth a value? So again, it kind of goes back to my interest of why people do what we do and mm -hmm learning to be a better person. So 
um, even when you go back to my studies in criminology is kind of understanding, you know, why people commit crime and how they can kind of grow and change and learn from their experience. And they can, you know, even leave prison in a much better shape if they choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where the original kind of, I like my value kind of started from. Um, and then as I've worked in professional development, I absolutely love learning. I've mm-hmm. always signed up for courses, management trainings. Yeah. Um, I can't get enough of just like advancing my own understanding and development. So for me, it's just, I'm always going to be learning and sharing my insights with you guys. <laughs> we have one comment here that I want to share. So respect ourselves is believing in ourselves and be aligned, aligned to our values. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So this is really nice. And you said it very well. I think it's, you know, the personal growth and personal development has to be embedded in us because more we understand that more we, we appreciate ourselves more. Like we're not, uh, I'm not good enough. I haven't done this enough. I just need to more. So we become more grateful and appreciative and proud of every step we do. And you need to have that in your core value so that in case you forget, oh, oh, wait, 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 I'm actually in always in growth and I'm always getting better. I'm always improving. And when you feel that, then you you you're nicer to yourself. Yeah. You have more compassion for yourself because you are learning. Um, And I think it also helps. It helps me shift. I mean, we're we're evolving as just generally as humans. So it's kind of understanding that as you're learning and you're growing it's okay to like let kind of change your own like I mean your core values can change your beliefs can change you know who I was when I was a teenager is (laughs) completely different to who I am now um and I think that helps kind of shift your identity because we get we can get stuck on the identity of who we were in our 20s and yes Mm. there's a grieving process but actually as you're learning and you're, you're developing you're realizing that actually it's a good thing to move on. You don't want to stay in that mindset for the rest of your life. And you know what I'm very impressed with that, you know, you are so aware and connected with these values and understanding at an early age, right? You're like early 30s, you're like 31, like a baby in this industry because we all have more years and more maturity. And, and I, we, no one came to tell us, you know, you actually can, be more in charge of you because you can focus on what you really believe in your values and what you really want. Yeah. We, thought we, you know, we, we get to learn that with the experience and the wisdom and the lessons from difficult, difficult experiences and setbacks. Yeah. But when you're able to jump into that very early, I'm sure that, you know, you're going to be so doing so much impact and you and your in your life in with your children but also and everybody around you and that's amazing yeah Yeah, I think the main message is that you have it we all have our own kind of personal power to make that choice and actually staying where you are is a choice as much as moving out and changing your environment or changing something about yourself or your you know career um so I think that's kind of the main message that it's like within our power which I just love because no one can take that away from you yeah, no, exactly. I love that. And and it, what, it, what you need is courage to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's always worth it. So I've never regretted any of the decisions I've made. So it's... Oh, I'm sure you didn't. Um, we never do. That's the interesting part of it all, is that the moment you step out of what feels like the comfort zone, 
is the moment you're ready and open to something marvelous to come. But do that space between the two is where everything becomes really hard. So you need to just yeah. be able to keep the, you know, the void, the eat the fear and just like grab the courage and like, you can, I'm, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And really, if you want to create a different reality, you need to start thinking differently and behaving differently. Um, otherwise, if you stay in that same programmed loop, you're going to create the same reality. Um, mm -hmm. And that's really what it comes down to. So That's amazing. We have one more comment I want to pull up. It's in French, but that's okay. It's oh, like yeah. about freedom and courage. They are two nice combined together. Yeah, it's like freedom. What did you mean with freedom? Because we touched on the other values. What was the... What is the essential of freedom for you? I think it's kind of freedom to be who I am, freedom of self-expression. Um, and again, there's so much conditioning as naturally as you're, as you're brought up, you follow your parents' rules, society's rules, school's rules, um, and you actually become so kind of you know, a bit of a shell of yourself. Um, so it was breaking free for me. Like I remember having this vision in my head of feeling like I was tr a bird trapped in a cage yeah, yeah. Like, like it was just a complete kind of an illusion because you know I wasn't physically trapped you know no one was holding me down um, and again I had to kind of get my mind on board to get myself out of that illusion and realize I have the power to make the decisions um, and it and it does take courage and I think that's probably what we need more of or helping people pluck up that courage that's a beautiful image. And I think one of the books that really had had a, had a big impact on me is the one by Maya Angelou, which is I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. And um, this is what it is. It's like when you, you know, you're able to decide on your own and to let anything that is invisible, because it's all invisible, uh, suffocate you, cage you and feel like, you know, you can't decide. Mm. It's all up to you. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Alice. This has delightful. Would you like to say one last word before we wrap up today? Um, I Well, thank you for joining us today. I've absolutely yes. loved this. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to kind of seeing where my coaching career goes from here now, because this is kind of now I've, I've, now I've had more space and time to break free and, and focus on me. Um, oh, there will be so many young women and young, everyone who's going to look up to you. So you have so many, and I'm sure even people watching us uh, who, you know, who, you know, are saying, why not? Why not? What do I need? What do I need to do? Yeah. So that's amazing. Well, thank you so much. This was delightful. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you everybody. Tammy, Zwahara, Reem, Marianne, <laughs> Angelo still with us. And thank yeah. you, Alice. This was delightful. Thank you so <laughs> much. I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.